Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. So over the next um, little while, we're going to introduce you to four speakers, really three um, groups of time. So Fran and I are going to start. Do you want to come up? Fran and I are going to start by talking about remembering. Uh, Dan is going to come and talk about rejoicing. And then Makarita is going to come and talking about revering um, as we reflect back on 30 years. And so Fran and I together are just going to look after this little section for you. Um, I remember... A vivid memory, April the 8th, 1990. It was the second Sunday of this church plant called Birkenhead Harvest Church. And um, we packed our little family, three kids, into the car. We lived in Beechhaven. We drove up Birkdale Road, and we didn't know which church we were going to go to. Two kids. How many do we have in total? Four. Two kids. Seemed like a lot at the time. So, so the memory... Memory does it. We should never share. Eh? <laughs> Two kids and half a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there you go. So we're driving up Birkdale Road, still not knowing whether to go to the new church or whether to go to the church that we had been at, we got married at, baptized at, those sorts of things. And our, our kind of intent really was probably to go to the, the former church. It would probably need us more. But there was something as we drove up Birkdale Road that took us in to this two-week-old church, Birkenhead Harvest Church. And um, I guess the key for it was, for me, and in my mind as we reflected back on it, that it would be a church where our kids would have an opportunity to see God move. That was really important to us. And, um, and as we've gone on in the story and the journey, it feels like more and more my definition would be a church um, that kind of has a theology that you can live in the real world while expecting great things from God. And I think we've managed to do that over 30 years. You can be sick in our church, you can be well in our church, and we believe for both in that process. And so I'm really proud of that. We may, maybe would sum it up. And so as we remember, as we celebrate our 30th birthday, I'm really glad we did that. I mean, what a, what a great thing it was. It was about a year or so later, while the church was still in its early stages, the friend and I were in a meeting. We got called out by somebody who had a prophetic ministry, said, there's going to be a big leap ahead of you. And we didn't know what that leap would be, obviously. And for 18 months, we held on to that. We prayed about it. And we asked God, really, that A, we'd recognize it when it came, and B, we would be brave enough to take it on. That, um, that call, that big leap, as it was, was to pastor this Birkenhead Harvest Church um, within the first three years. And, and here we still are, you know, kind of 27 years after that date. Um, and it became... From Birkenhead Harvest, it became North City Harvest, North City Vineyard. Uh, it it uh, embraced, ultimately, Harbour Vineyard um, and a few other representations and became what we are today as Shaw Vineyard Church. Um, it was a wonderful leap. As we remember 30 years as a church today, I'm grateful for every one of the hundreds, and it is hundreds of people who have been through this whanau or in this whanau already at the moment. I'm grateful for some who have stayed long-term, and some who have stayed shorter term. 
I'm grateful for um, some who have been here from the beginning. And, you know, Rob, we introduced Rob and Nera, the various ones. There are probably half a dozen who have been here from the beginning and still very much a part of the church. And I'm grateful for some of the new who have arrived, you know, literally maybe even today, but certainly over the course of this year. It is an amazing thing being part of an organism, a, 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 something like a church that grows. Um, as we remember 30 years as a church, I think of the generosity of so many, you know. I remember one Christmas Eve service where we raised $23,000 to build a house for an Indian pastor that basically nobody had ever met before, but generosity. I remember the generosity of people who gave for a building, and we sit here in a building as a result of the generosity of many of people who aren't even here now. I remember the generosity of every Christmas when we feed our community just an incredible way and so many other things. As we remember 30 years of church, I can't help thinking what a privilege it is and has been and still is to do life together, to find faith together, to grow towards Jesus together, to love God and to love others together. I, I remember, I remember these things and it feels like it's very good. It's very good. Just so you don't need to be worried, each of these is going to be snappy little messages. So don't worry, you're not going to be here all day. So... 30 years of Shaw Vineyard Church is nearly half my life. I was 27 when we made that leap of faith towards participation in a church plant, which within three years would invite that greater leap of faith that Vic talked about, pastoring that fledgling church. Our son, Elliot, uh, was the first baby born in that community, and with his older brothers, our twin sons, Joel and John, went on to become founding members of pretty much everything from the creche to the youth group to youth camp to night church. They were in the worship team the morning after the school ball. That's commitment, I reckon. To me, uh, my kids are unsung heroes, along with our daughter, who as a four-year-old mopped floors after youth events and would not get in the car until it was done to her satisfaction and who worked in the creche every Sunday night after her crazy parents said yes to not only four kids in one church, but then adopted another church in an entirely different part of town. So a shout out to every kid who has pitched in, whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> Maybe not even in the room, but if you are, and you might be a grown-up kid now, bless you, bless you. Thank you for what you've done. If your kid is not in the room, pass that on. I saw that kid and what they did. So, so to me, this iteration, if you like, of Shaw Vineyard is kind of the happy child of those two other churches in a way. I don't recall ever thinking that we shouldn't be doing this or that we should shut the doors and, you know, bail. But that doesn't mean it's always been easy or even good. We've had people do bad things to other people. We've had to clean up mess. We've made some mess ourselves. But what I think is so amazing, as I remember, is that staying in one place for a long time gives you perspective. Staying in one place means you see stuff happen. And actually, stuff usually happens slower than you think it's going to. <laughs> you see the change of seasons in people's lives. You see the change of places, even. You see people grow and change. One of the most valuable things to me about this community and its leaders over time is that you have allowed us to change. You've blessed our growth by allowing us to study. You risked letting us have sabbatical time. And we know pastors often go AWOL after sabbatical. <laughs> they do. But we came back because you trusted us. This is our kainga, 
our village. And new people are welcome in this village. And some of us old ones are happy to tell you the stories if ever you felt like hearing them. Everyone needs a village, a home, a place to stand and to be able to say, I am from this place and these people. And if nothing else, Christianity is a spirituality of homecoming, of finding who we really are and who God really is. It's about coming home to ourselves and not pretending. I remember that we never wanted to be on a pedestal, first name basis, right? No honorifics. That we as parents of a child with chronic illness needed a theology that could hold suffering. Thank you, God, for kingdom theology in the vineyard. I remember the births of many of your children, the births of many of you, perhaps. I remember also our dear ones who have died. Gay, Grant, Derek, Madeleine, and just a few months ago, Juanita. We were home for them for a time, and they helped shape who we are. That's how it works. So a church, quite simply, is a group of God-loving people who are asked to bear one another's burdens, to weep with those who are weeping, and to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And today, we are rejoicing. And we're doing it together, which is a perfect segue to invite Dan to come and share a little bit about rejoicing and what he has to say about his time here with us. Hello, lovely. So, um... You guys came back from your sabbatical fine, which is a great thing. Um, but, you know, the assistant pastor went rogue instead. So um, I've got seven minutes, which is actually interestingly about the amount of time my first sermon at Shore Vineyard lasted for. Um, if you were at Harbour Vineyard that night, I was meant to speak for about 40, but I just guess I talked fast. But I'm not going to do what I did that night, which is um, open it up for questions and answers at the end. <laughs> which just put me on the spot and I found myself making up stuff like, yes, the Ark of the Covenant was found by Indiana Jones. <laughs> so today I'm, I'm speaking about rejoice rather than the theology of worship and tabernacles and things like that. Rejoice, much easier. Um, rejoice, or in other words, hey, a celebration, right? A celebration. And um, Richard Foster says that celebration and rejoice is actually a discipline and it's actually a practice. He actually says the discipline of celebration is the discipline of gratitude. It's actually choosing to be grateful. It's actually choosing to have gratefulness in our lives. And today, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to uh, celebrate. And by celebrating, we're placing ourselves in the practice, the Christian practice of gratitude. Christian practice of gratitude is to hold a good party. The Christian practice of gratitude is to write a meaningful card for somebody. The Christian practice of gratitude is to do something and say something of significance to someone at a significant time. And that's what we're doing today. Today we are doing that. We are having this moment of gratitude. So rejoice is all about gratitude. Rejoice is all about celebration. And I wanted to read to you a psalm because um, something that I've carried from this church and the journey of this church is that I became a guy that used to love singing the same three words of a worship song over and over and over again. And instead, I realized after a few more years that actually there was this thing called the Bible and it was important to know it and love it. And um, one thing that I've started to realize in more recent years as I've pastored a community of people is that we need to actually uh, do this together. This is a communal book at a communal moment. 
And so what I wanted to do today is bring to you a communal moment from the Psalms. Now the Psalms are a terrific moment for rejoicing and celebration because that's what so often is happening in the Psalms. The Psalmist would call us to rejoice, rejoice, rejoice over about 40 times. Rejoice. I say to you, rejoice. And it's interesting because the psalmist does exactly what we're doing in these several minutes here. They point back to what God has done and what, who God has been. They say, this is who God is, and this is who God will be. They are hopeful rejoices. And so what I wanted to do today is I, I sat for a while and I sat in prayer, and I, I asked the Lord for a psalm for you. And today I, I want to read Psalm 103 which is a rejoicing psalm of David. And I'd love you to listen as we do that to what has been, but what is coming, because it's in this psalm. It's a beautiful psalm. So open your hearts, open your minds, and may these beautiful words speak to you today. Psalm 103, a psalm of David. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death. He crowns me with love and with tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. And the Lord, he gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord, he is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and he's filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He's removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. And he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers we bloom and we die. The wind blows, we are gone, as though we had never even been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever and for those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children, to those who are faithful to his covenant, to those who obey his commandments. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. So praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything that he has created, everything in all of his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord! Exclamation mark. Psalm 103, a psalm of David. Listen to the words that pointed back to what has been. Listen to the words of today and the now and listen for the words of the future, the hopeful future. Sure Vineyards, you are 30 years old. I have known you for a half of that. For 15 years, I have witnessed the life of Sure Vineyards. For 10 years, I worked here. For 10 years, I was helping to make this thing happen. So a third of my working life, of this, I'm sorry, a third of this church I was working in, half of it I have witnessed. And I just wanted to reflect in the same way as the psalmist. I wanted to reflect on some things from behind, some things that I'm grateful for for this community. Firstly, the first little thought I just wanted to share was that this is a community that has integrity to growth. And we see it in Vic and Fran. We see it in Vic and Fran, people who are willing to go there themselves 
that they are willing to grow, they are willing to expand, they are willing to become bigger disciples of Jesus themselves, that we may get in on the slipstream and follow. They have gone there, they have pioneered, and they have brought a lot of us along with them. And these two wonderful people, as learners and followers of Jesus, have created spaces for other people to do so themselves. And I'm grateful for you for that. I'm grateful that you invited me. I'm grateful that you invited me to growth in my timekeeping. I remember the first day I showed up to work, and you said, do you have a diary? I said, what's a diary? And uh, you sent me off to Whitcalls to buy one. That was the first task of working for Vic Francis. <laughs> I'm grateful for all of the parts of my life that have grown uh, as we've sat with you and been with you. Uh, but what I'm most grateful for is that you've been willing to let God grow. That your God is not small that the horizon has kept moving and the horizon has kept expanding. And we're so grateful for you for that. This is a community with an integrity to growth because you have leaders who have integrity to growth. And as goes the leaders, goes the church. Second, this is a community of, oh, sorry, this is a community of community. Uh, that's one of the things that I have loved about this church. Uh, when I arrived here in Auckland, I arrived from a little town, a rural town, and I arrived in the big city. And in this community, uh, two elderly people took me in and boarded me, uh, boarded, um, so that I could live, boarded me. Um, they <laughs> tortured in some kind of way. No, um, they, they let me board in their home. And when I finished living there, surely, surely my mum in Auckland, basically, um, she made a space for me to come and live. And when I came back from a mission trip, knowing that I needed to marry my wife, I went downstairs and I said to Shirley, I said, I have to marry Gab, but I have no money. And so Shirley came down a few minutes later and said, I can help you with that. And she said, why don't we go to the mall and you can just pay me some more board for the next little while. And so we did that. We went and bought the ring, put it on the finger. Gab, just hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. It's the really big shiny one. Just hold your hand up. It's really not. It's the little one behind the big shiny one. Um, uh, we got married in this church, and we invited you all to come because you're our community. This is what it is to be a community together. We celebrated these moments together. Uh, we got married. The most significant moment of my life happened at Shaw Vineyards. It didn't happen in Shaw Vineyards, the building, but it happened with this community. And this community sent me out and blessed me to go and do this thing that God had put on our lives, to go and make another community that represented the same things we'd experienced here. The third thing, very quickly, is hospitality. And I don't mean hospitality as in just holding a great party. I mean it like Henri Nouwen says of hospitality, that it's welcoming the stranger that they may then become a friend. And I think that that's what this community has done so beautifully, is that it's made spaces for people to arrive just as they are and to start the journey of starting to know Jesus and getting to know each other. And that's something that you have done wonderfully, Shaw Vineyard. That's something that I have um, benefited from. It's something I've tried to make happen, and it's something you've continued to do. And so lastly, just to, find, uh, to finish... There's a beautiful moment in the psalm where it spoke of the faithfulness for the future, and that's what I want to just pass on as a benediction to you today, is that you have been faithful thus far, but may you be faithful into the future. Faithfulness is your past. May faithfulness be the future of Shaw Vineyard, I pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And finally, we have Makarita, who's talking about Revere. Before she does, though, we just have a little picture from this morning that's important for you to see. Are we able to... So this is not Makarita, but Makarita was dro drove to Krispy Kreme to get the donuts. You will appreciate her later. The South Auckland, the factory, the only place to go. I've never had one in my life, so I don't know. She breaks down on the bridge. She gets rescued by New Zealand's finest and says... 
don't worry about me, officer, the Krispy Kremes must get through. And so we had delivered the Krispy Kremes. That's al almost true. It is true. That is the way that it happens. So she is heroic. If she misses a couple of her lines, forgive her. It's been a heck of a morning. It really has. Yeah. Kia ora. Kia ora. It really has. Ah, so I get to do this thing called revere, right? What is this? And and um, and revere reverence, right? These are words that are making um, a resurgence, but do we really um, understand what it means? And in this um, particular part of this morning, um, I'm going to be reflecting on my life at Shaw Vineyard and what gives me a sense of reverence for God, for people, for Aotearoa. And so let's look at, at the word revere. Um, you know, dictionary, online dictionaries, I love them. Um, to regard with respect, tinged with awe, to venerate, uh, to... Uh, oh, it's a feeling of respect, of admiration for someone or something. Even the All Blacks are revered in this country. It's to esteem, to value, uh, to cherish, appreciate and honour. And so most of us have probably heard um, the word reverence as part of the phrase having fear and reverence for God. And, um, and yet when we look back at our, our definition, right, that respect tinged with awe, esteem, value, and honor of God is clear. Yeah. In Apostles uh, Paul's letter to Ephesians, he gives us a context in which to demonstrate reverence um, and the reverence of God as being enacted through our relationships and uh, there's a scripture so I did have slides but again the donuts one um, so Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 and it reads this and out of your reverence for Christ out of that reverence for Christ be supportive of each other in love now a Christian writer and psychologist named um, James Hillman, he describes reverence as an ah in the presence of beauty. Yeah, ah in the presence of beauty. So I am honoured to take this time um, to reflect on, on my life at, at Shaw Vineyard. Um, and times when I've stood back and gazed in wonder at something that's been happening in and amongst us. Um, and to see tenderness and to um, see God encounters that has come from our community. So let's look at the first thing that I um, uh, you know, see reverence in, and that is in our whakawhanaungatanga. Yeah? Our whakawhanaungatanga is our connectedness. Yeah? It's, it's our community, not for the sake of community, but to demonstrate vibrant, life-giving, boundaried relationships that respects the other and ourselves. I see that in our home groups, yeah? And it was a home group that helped me to connect to this greater Fano, because it was in the home group that I, I had the connection with people and the connection with God as I saw that. We shared, yeah, we shared um, vulnerably, and it was safe. You know, getting this space up and running, see this back wall, right? Boy, when, the, when I saw the people who worked on that, I was not one of them because 
No, it's just been, yeah. I, I was going through, I was going through a phase, and um, so, but you know, I just saw people just pick up tools. I don't know um, how handy Calvin it was with a hammer, but he was in the photos, and um, <laughs> you know. But it was awesome because everybody felt like a builder and they contributed, right? Food, 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 food. Meals for new parents, right? The meals for the sick, our long lunches, supper at home groups, dinner at home groups, dinners for men, dinners for women, Domino's pizza upstairs. I mean, this building really was a call of God. Um, you know, um, we're not going to talk about the liquor store next door. Um, but, you know, the times when my breath has been taken away and, and I get the sense of reverence, our Christmas shop, right? Providing Christmas shopping with dignity for whanau in need, right? Right in the heart of our community. Um, you know, as we joined, um, another time was as we joined with anticipation and excitement for Chris and Adele's baby joining us, right? And I watched Adele lead worship at our friend Derek's funeral, yeah? And it was, it was just this beautiful moment of there is life coming. Here, has, here is life that has passed and they are connected, yeah? There was an earlier time when I wasn't regularly attending church, but um, I turned up to help at Pancakes in the Park. And I was welcomed and embraced as part of the whanau, right? I've seen this happen again and again within this community. And it doesn't just end at the warm welcome, but it's what's called afi, right? Where, where um, I was embraced into community. And, and I can't deny... Um, the beauty of God in that, the ah in the beauty in that. The other thing that I really value about our community um, and where I, I have this sense of um, reverence is in the creativity. And I had a beautiful slide that I had, if I may say so myself, um, that I put together of all the different, um, all the different series and uh, sermons that we've run, and we put out a, a little poster or um, an advertisement of it. And I just look at that and I go, over 30 years, even with just publisher and Microsoft Word, but over 30 years, you see this creativity that is within our community and within us, right? And, you know, that creativity blows me away. The, the, the skills of the, um, of the graphics people to do that, yeah? Um, you know, we've got Nerida and Sophie who have a podcast. It's like, come on, ladies. Then, you know, the creativity I see in, in our ladies' fashion sense and our um, men's fashion sense, um, <laughs> especially when they, um, you know, they dress the kids. Um, but, you know, our artists... We have artists sitting amongst us and it takes a lot of courage for them to share their art because it's vulnerability, which is the source of creativity and ingenuity. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we're told we are God's handiwork. Yeah? We have been crafted by a craftsman in his own image. And so there are seeds of creativity in each of us, right? So what do I hope to journey with you um, for Whakawhanaungata? 
back to Whakawhanaungatanga, I hope that we can take every opportunity, right, organically, being adventurous, right, supporting each other in love by not only the difficult conversations with each other, but also in continuing to think the best of each other in the midst of it. More te reo as part of our journey of biculturalism as a community. Right? Where, where do I hope that we can journey and, and experience more moments of reverence um, in the community for, for creativity? That our artists will stand up and, and they will create. That we have writers of children's books who are sitting in our midst. That you will write. Please write. Write your life stories. Write maths textbooks. Yeah? It's like that we would have spoken word that we would have new songs released from within our communities. That's what I hope to journey with and experience more moments of reverence. And the third part of our community that I appreciate and I've experienced is, is around aroha. Yeah? Our Shore Vineyard mission, who can stand up and recite it? It's really easy, right? Love God and, and love others, right? As we revere God, we're able to revere him in the other. As we revere God, we grow in love both to give and to receive. Aroha. Aroha to the grumpy person that you're too scared to say hi to in church. Right? Aroha to those on first impressions or hospitality by taking your cup over to the basket of dirty cups. Right? To our kids by including them in our conversations. To our neighbours by not taking their parking spaces upstairs in front of the dairy. Right? Aroha to yourself by focusing on gratitude. Yeah? Aroha to everyone, all parts of you, all of you, that we, you are welcome. Yeah, age, no matter what age, race, sexuality, whether you're employed or not, whether you have a place to call home or not, for the other. St. Teresa um, of Avila, I love her. And, um, and she, you know, she said this, look for Christ our Lord in everyone, and then you will respect and, rever and have reverence. Yeah, so look for Christ our Lord and each other. So how do we do these things? We have three words that Vic loves to use, and I love that we have those words because they're active. We do it passionately. We do it brilliantly. We do it adventurously. Yeah? And so I have a blessing for um, you, and Nick is um, going to grab the kids. Yeah? Um, so, oh, I think they're here. So I'll, I'll do this blessing while the kids make their way in. Not running. Um, <laughs> so the blessing is based on Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. And it is this, that out of your passionate, brilliant, adventurous reverence for Christ, you would continue to be passionately, brilliantly, and adventurously supportive of each other in love. So as we finish up there, yeah, one, one um, part of our reverence is, is that honour. Yeah? And so we're going to take some time out. Do you want to bring the kids in? 
Oh, that's so lovely. You can bring them in. And <laughs> hey! Yeah, quiet or you don't get donuts. <laughs> I'm the boss of the donuts. I've got the police on my side. <laughs> hey, it's awesome to have you guys here. Wonderful. Thank you. You know, one of my slides that I had is a picture of that guy right there, um, Matt, who thanked me for um, letting it because... In terms of a, a moment of tenderness that I witnessed was um, when I hadn't been here long and I saw Matt sitting on the stage and kids were just like, Matt, Matt, and they wanted to show him all whatever they got and they, they were all over him. But it wasn't about that. It was about the fact that then all the parents came along and they were trying to get Matt's attention. And they were like, Matt, Matt, you know. And it was wonderful. It was just, it was, it was the kingdom of God, yeah, right there in front of me is that this um, wonderfully genuine, authentic guy who exudes the love, right, receives the love. So, as I said, um, I've, that blessing and, and now... Um, Part of revering is honouring, and um, so we have a little piece of honouring that um, is going to take place. If you could play the slides, and um, then I'm going to Hi hand guys. it over to them. Kia ora from Queenstown. Just want to say happy birthday, Jill Vineyard. Um, congratulations for Confran, 30 years, huh? It's quite a milestone, so just want to say thank you so much for being such a big part of my life all the love and support and encouragement you've given me over the time that I've known you. Um, you've played such a big part in helping me draw closer to God and helping me in my walk with God. So just thanks so much. Hope you enjoy the celebrations. Enjoy the donuts and have a great time to camp out next weekend. Love you all. Bye. Kia ora. Uh, Vic and Fran, thank you so much for being very significant in uh, Jane and in, in myself's life. My name is Christoph, and uh, my Jane can't be here today. Uh, I just want to let you know that I'm wearing my best Vic Francis t-shirt, and um, and I thought there's nothing better than imitation uh, that would say uh, compliment somebody. And in this case, I have my Vic Francis glasses, and um, and I'm trying to grow a little bit of Vic Francis stubble. And I don't know what to do about the hair, but I kind of like my hair, so I'm going to keep it. Um, but all things aside, thank you so much. I've got this little compass, um, and, um, and the beautiful thing about a compass is that it, it is very good at knowing true north, and it's very good at directing people and, um, and navigating your way. And for so many people, something like a compass has been your life, your ministry, and everything you have done. So continue to be true to Christ, true to north continue to point the right way and uh, continue to make a difference uh, not only in Auckland but in Aotearoa and beyond. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Hey kia ora, my name's Sam Harvey. Just want to really honour Vic and Fran for their love and support for us uh, over the last number of years, large number of years now actually, that we've been in the vineyard movement. Uh, two and a half years ago we moved to the Bay to plant Bay Vineyard Church and there's been so much that in particular Vic has done for us that nobody in the church will see. Uh, his care pastorally for me as a leader, 
the way that he supported us uh, on a governance level as the chair of our board for Bay Vineyard, um, but also the million and one ways that he's just loved and cared and championed me as a, as a young leader in the church. It's been just, it's meant the world to me. I've been so, so grateful. There's so many stories in the vineyard of the way that Vic and Fran have modeled servant leadership. Uh, there's um, Scotty Young who will tell the story of uh, realizing after staying at their house for a couple of days that he was actually sleeping in their bed and they were sleeping on the ground in another room. These guys are servant-hearted. They, they, they have a deep, deep, vibrant spirituality. I've been really blessed and encouraged by Vic's writing his master's uh, thesis on letters to a young leader and uh, there's just so much wisdom there so 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 grateful for you guys I'm grateful you have been honored because you deserve to be honored and uh, and just thrilled to see the way that God continues to use you both and the way that you continue to uh, just be just great supports not only to me but to many many leaders around New Zealand and the world and so thank you God bless you I hope that you're having a wonderful celebration Kaki Tiano. Kia ora Vic and Fran. Greetings from Canada. We love you guys and miss you. Yeah, we're so happy to be your friends. Congratulations on this great event. We wish we were uh, on the beach with you at the caravan. It's, uh, it's probably warmer there than it is here <laughs> in Canada right now. Either that or maybe watching the third season of The Casketeers. <laughs> we can't get that on Netflix here yet. Yeah, maybe you could do something about that. Um, Vic, we, we think that you're one of the wisest people that we know one of the best pastors. It's, it's such an honor to, uh, to have worked with you both at the university and in, in Canada and in Greece and, and Turkey and, and in New Zealand. And Fran, you are just so amazing at how you draw people out and lead them on. And we just are amazed at how you do that. Yeah, we cherish our friendship with you guys. Congratulations. We love you. Bye now. So, no birthday is complete without a birthday gift. So, for Vic and Fran, we have a little lighthouse here. It's got, uh, it's just two little, little um, symbol of, of what you've done in the house you've built. And the love you've given and the, the service you've served and giving un, unwaveringly. So, thank you for doing that. I know you weren't looking for honor today, but too bad. <laughs> it's got 31 windows in it just for the 30 years of faithfulness and the one year that's ahead. And we all know if there's hope for the future, there's power in the present. So we below, you know, God's going to do great things and we're looking ahead now. Oh, that's lovely. Well, thank you. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.